This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Hey, 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 ActiveXer. In this episode, I am going to be talking about why does low back pain occur? Okay, so now, high-level stuff first. Let's deal with the myths and misunderstandings. So if you think low back pain is due to a bone being twisted out of place, pelvic misalignment, one leg shorter than the other, then that may be a, a small part of your problem, but I would encourage you to just regard those as myths and misunderstandings. I have seen many, many more people who have a twist to one side in their lower back or a pelvic misalignment, so-called, that don't have pain, or at least their pain is not related to that in any predictable fashion. Many more of those than I have seen where I thought, mm, I think this, uh, this twist is a big factor. Usually you have a twist in your lower back because of the pain. It's not the cause of the pain, it's your body's compensation for a pain. So sometimes I see an x-ray, people bring x-rays in to show me, I've had this x-ray done at the chiropractor or orthopedic surgeons did this MRI and they'll show me this twist or bend in one way or another and I say, well, you know, that, that's fine, don't worry about it because it's probably a result of your pain, not the cause of it. So why does low back pain occur? Probably not because you have a bone out or um, a pelvic misalignment or whatever. Okay, that may be part of the picture, but it's almost certainly not the cause. So high level stuff, why does low back pain occur? Well, what is the biological purpose of pain? I've covered this if you've listened to my podcast right from day one. This is covered right back in the beginning in those foundational episodes one to six. Why does low back pain occur? Why does pain occur? It's a warning system, pure and simple. Pain is there to tell you that you have a problem. Stop, investigate and do something about it. So why does low back pain occur? Because you've got a problem. Okay, gee, thanks Gavin, that's so profound. Okay, okay, I'm gonna come on to the, what, the, what that problem could be right now. So there are three, if we categorize lower back pain, we can categorize it into three groups. So the first and least common group by a country mile, the least common is pathology. Now pathology means is could be a disease process. Now that sounds kind of scary. Remember, this is less than half a percent of lower back pains. You could have an infection, you could have cancer, you could have some cardiovascular problem, um, a metabolic problem, you could have an inflammatory and autoimmune disorder. There are all sorts of pathologies that can cause lower back pain, but are the least likely explanation. And at the end, I'll come on, uh, I'll come on at the end to explain or give you a tool that can work that one out for you, whether you do or don't, or likely to or likely not to have a pathological process. So pathology is one possibility, but it's the least likely by a big margin. 
Secondly, we have disc problems. You may have heard of intervertebral discs. Popularly, the term you often hear is a slipped disc. I hate the term because it suggests that discs can slip in and out of place, but it doesn't work that way. Take it from me. Um, other terms are prolapsed disc, herniated disc, disc bulge. Um, yeah, so many terms for disc problems. This is the second group and it probably accounts for about, well, in classical terms, we're told it accounts for about five to 8% of lower back pains. However, I would dispute that, but at least it's certainly not as common as the third and by far the biggest group, which is called non-specific lower back pain. Now that sounds like a really unhelpful category. And it is. Non-specific lower back pain is a medical term. It's certainly not an osteopathic term. It's a medical term, meaning you don't have pathology. You haven't got anything that we can identify on an MRI or an X-ray. It's probably not a disc problem, but you have pain. So we'll put you in this massive dumping bucket called non-specific lower back pain. Now, you know yourself, there is something very specific about your lower back pain, not least that it's yours and it's there and you want rid of it. And we can do an awful lot better than that term, non-specific lower back pain. But before I go on to explain how we can do better than that, it is worth acknowledging that non-specific lower back pain is there because we know that it's very, very difficult to provide an accurate diagnosis. Diagnosing lower back pain People in medicine and paramedical fields, manipulative therapists and so on, like to think that they practice an exact science. But actually, my experience is very much an art form. Often, if I am trying to work out a diagnosis, by which I mean the tissue causing your symptom, so muscle, ligament, tendon, bone and so on, it's an art and um, intuition comes into play. I've seen literally thousands of people with lower back pain and often very early on, even before I meet you because people submit um, an online form before they come and see me, I often have a sense before I even meet the person what it's likely to be and sometimes I'm wrong. Yeah, so, but more importantly, I often see people who've had three, four or more diagnoses. They may be seen two physios and a chiropractor and their GP and an orthopedic surgeon. And they've been given a different explanation by each of them. Now you could say that, well, they, they must all be wrong or only one of them can be right. But actually there may be a grain of truth in each of them or they may all be wrong. Um, and this is the problem with diagnosis. You know, when you can look under a microscope and identify a virus or a bacteria that's causing an illness, then that's fine, that's a diagnosis. But it doesn't work that way with lower back pain. Lower back pain is multifactorial and it's often complex. So diagnoses are frequently flawed and unhelpful. What's better? I would argue what we can provide you with is a functional assessment. So a functional assessment is simply an assessment of what are you doing, what makes your back pain worse, what makes it better, and that empowers you to do something about it. Because at the end of the day, particularly in this non-specific lower back pain group, the vast majority of people can get better themselves without treatment if they know what to do. 
if you do the right stuff and avoid the wrong stuff. And if you want your own functional assessment, you can get it for free at backpainandsciatica.com. So if you want that free functional assessment, it will also work out um, by way of interest, a bit clumsy. Um, the free functional assessment will also determine what, uh, whether you have or are likely to have a pathology or a disc problem. Yeah, so it will inform you whether you ought to be consulting, seeking further medical assistance or not. That's a really important part of our functional assessment process is we have to work out, you know, should you be seeking medical assistance or not? And there are some questions early on in that process that will determine whether you ought to be uh, consulting a doctor or healthcare practitioner. So go to backpainandsciatica.com if you want that free functional assessment. If you're in the Edinburgh area, that is Edinburgh, Scotland, the UK, and you want a personal assessment, then go to active-x.co.uk. So free assessment at backpainandsciatica.com, in-person active-x.co.uk. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. I hope you found this really helpful. And if you have, please leave a comment. Uh, if you're listening to it on a podcast, then please leave a review. It helps other people to find us. If you're watching this on YouTube or some other platform, then please leave us a comment. Um, I do read the comments. And if there's anything you particularly want me to cover, please just ask and I'll cover it in a future episode. Okay, bye for now. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Back Show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveXBacks.